0: I would say like one of the most fun things about data analytics is that you, similar to, I think, like corporate strategy roles or other strategy roles is like you get to like sit and think and like really like play with the data and like figure out like what are those like really interesting questions and user behaviors and be able to tell the story with that.
1: All right, welcome to another episode of the Craft Podcast. Today, our guest is uh, Mabel Lin, a data science manager on the Reality Labs slash Metaverse team. Uh, how are you doing this evening?
0: Good. I'm excited to be here. It's my first podcast, so I've never oh, done awesome. a podcast before. Uh, yeah, that's pretty- that's great.
1: That's great because I think uh, it'll be a good experience for you as well as for our listeners. You know, the Craft Podcast, most of our guests to date have been in the entertainment field, you know, like writers or marketing for, you know, film studios, mobile game PMs, things like that. One thing that we've discussed in many of our episodes is just how every industry relies on more data. You know, it seems kind of corny to talk about, but it's just, it's just what it is. And we haven't had uh, a guest yet to talk about the broad topic of, of data. So first of all, why don't you just introduce yourself and, and, and tell us what what is your craft? So
0: my craft is um, data science, data analytics. The two terms are actually quite muddy, I think across the industry. So really depends on like what you're talking about or who you're talking to. Yeah,
1: well, let's dig into that because you know, I, I always wonder if sometimes like titles, teams, words, sometimes they matter a lot. Sometimes they don't. I'll give you an example. In in the game industry, you know, we call marketing publishing, and you know, we call what we you know product managers kind of like producers. So so we're leveraging some stuff from different industries. Um, the way I understand it, and I don't want your opinion on it, is that like analysts or data analysis is. Um, Typically something done on the quote unquote business side. And what I've seen uh, data science teams usually sit is on the product side. And data scientists may have more, you know, advanced degrees or have some maybe programming skills or, or deeper analysis skills. That's my takeaway. What do you think?
0: It's definitely a very like popular belief. I think what your current split is. Uh, so in general, like data science, data analytics is a pretty new function. It's just still kind of growing and still kind of getting explored. And these differences are not like widely adopted across all of the industries. So I would characterize um, analytics, definitely more business product focused. Um, Traditional data science um, is usually more predictive machine learning focused. And so that is like, for example, churn models or propensity models, um, things like that. Now, that's not actually true across the industry. So for example, we can take Meta, where I currently work. Data science is kind of a merge between both analytics and data science. And then like, you know, I used to work at Blizzard and data science there is very like predictive ML heavy. And analysts actually do a lot of what data scientists do at Meta right now. And that's like product analytics, just like generally analytics uh, focused metrics focused dashboards and such like that. And so it really depends honestly on the company, the industry, and like the people you're talking to.
1: No, I I think you're spot on. And uh, it makes me think about my time at Amazon, where I think based on what you just said, it made me think about, how almost every team I was on, the data team was configured differently. And then you throw in data engineers, and then Amazon used the term business intelligence. Yeah, uh, on, on certain teams, there's also uh, analysts on others, so so yeah, it's it's a crapshoot. You can have like a business, a bi team that has data scientists, you can have just a pure data science team, but generally speaking, it's all relatively like the same. Field in the sense of you know companies want to generate insights or take actions from 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 data, and I know it's very obvious why companies want this. But can you talk about because you, you know you also mentioned this is like a relatively like new function and field. Like what what why is it new and you know why did you want to get into it?
0: It's new because like we're just starting to like collect data, um, and then another thing is you mentioned. BI, business intelligence. Business intelligence um, in its like very root form is really reporting focus. So, you know, like we would do like email reports and like dashboard reports and such like that. That's like the root of where it all started. And then like you layer on like the insights piece, which is more about like, well, the so what of like getting those email reports, getting like those trends and understanding, like what can the product do? What do we take away? How do we implement this the product? How do we make the product experience better? This like second part of like insights generation and what do we do and how do we apply it to product is really the new part. Um, I would say like, not necessarily new, but I would say like is still growing um, and a lot of smaller companies are still trying to figure out like, how do we really get to that point? and that's why you see a lot of muddying of data engineering data science and analytics because that's exactly what the company wants but they don't really know how to get there right like you don't have an infrastructure you don't have logging and telemetry so you need a data engineer or you need a full stack analyst or you need bi reporting or you need someone that does insights or you need you know all this other stuff but the the majority of the case is that you can't find a person that is going to be excelling at all of these skill sets so like it kind of leads to a lot of these like really muddy titles
1: that that's such a good point you know this podcast is about craft and i feel like just everything you talked about all the different variants one person could theoretically get super deep just in one vector and uh, you know they could probably expand expand to, to multiple vectors as well so because it's relatively muddy uh well at least the, the latter part the insights part what, what, you know, what does the entry-level role in what's we'll called data science slash data analytics look like?
0: I think the entry ro- role, again, like, depends on the company you're at. Like, you're going to have, like, small companies, medium-sized companies, and large-sized companies, right? At a large-sized company, um, what an entry-level role looks like is um, someone that is honestly, like, still learning how to properly structure and understand questions, right? So when you're going in, you may get, like, a very... Um, direct question, like how is X, Y, and Z feature affecting our product? And so this entry level person will say like, well, what is the product? What data do we have? And like, let me just see like the use case, right? That's kind of like what an entry level person would do. Like this requires like maybe some SQL or some Python, um, maybe some dashboarding, uh, understanding of basic data schemas. and then also having a lot of like product knowledge and like general understanding of like, what's the product you're working on? Like, what is this all about? And how does it interact with users?
1: Okay. So I understand what the entry-level role looks like, but is are there any, well, let's put it this way. Um, most companies, I'll use PM as an example. Most companies don't have like a PM bootcamp, like, like Meta has. Therefore, let's just say like Amazon, there's no, there's no entry-level PM role. It just doesn't exist. Actually, Amazon as a whole doesn't really have any entry level roles, maybe besides a few like engineering hires, everyone has that pipeline. But as you're looking for someone who's entry level, what what's like the the bare minimum or or the you know preferred background? Like is it some like data science boot camp? Is it is it a degree? By the way, are there data science degrees now? Like like full time like master's and and, and even bachelors?
0: Yeah, there are now.
1: Oh, wow. Like, there okay. wasn't
0: even any like five years ago um, right, right? when I got my MBA, like it's still like pretty new. I think like this is a common question, which is like, is it required to have a degree in data science or analytics or informatics in order to work in this field? Currently, it's not. A lot of people that, including myself come from like business backgrounds, edge backgrounds, um, even art backgrounds, really varies honestly. The the key thing is that you have to have a very logical brain that is like good at structuring problems and breaking it down. I think there are definitely like preferred qualifications um, like understanding SQL and basic like data schemas. Like you can take like a course or like um, online like practice things. Like it's pretty, SQL is like not a difficult language. Uh, You can learn it pretty easily. So I think like, but but now it's like getting a much more, like becoming a much more competitive field. So you actually do need to like stand out from other applicants. And the way you stand out is through like really investing in like these extra courses. And also I found that, especially in um like very competitive industries such as gaming or te- tech, it's better for you to do something like within that industry. So for gaming, for example, we would have people that were, um, like, really, really passionate about eSports, and they would be doing, like, eSports dashboards or, like, pulling public data about, like, what are their top teams doing and, like, how they would interpret the data. Like, these are all, like, fun things that you could do, like, if you're passionate about the industry that make you stand out.
1: So, it, you basically can have your own, like, data portfolio because of the prevalence of uh, public data. And on top of that, I just realized that I heard something interesting about what, like, Google released something in the last must be like last two weeks or the last month. I got I got to go find out, but I, I think it's like some like medical information or like some science or scientific information. And apparently mm-hmm. it's like a huge data set and people legitimately think that if people just analyze the data set, like if scientists do it, they could come out with something very interesting. So, mm-hmm. so that, so, you know, I, I like, I like your idea of having some, um, we'll call it like data portfolio. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're.
0: Places like Craggle um, that have like competitions oh. and like a lot of like public data. It's actually, Google's not the only one. Like there is so much public data out there. You could really scrape anything. Like Steam also has public data. Twitch does too. Th- these are all places that you could like, if you wanted to find data, could find data. And you create your own data too.
1: That is uh, very interesting. So SQL is a big tool that analysts and data scientists uh, can all leverage. And that one, everyone kind of knows about. Are there any, whether it's like maybe non-obvious or, or obvious, you know, second or third skills or tools that you recommend people take a look at?
0: One thing that I think always catches people um, is like being too um, black and white about tech skills. So like, you know, I, I commonly, like during recruiting, I get a question of like, what other like tech skills or softwares do I need to know? Honestly, like you don't need to know that many. Like, you know, some people know R, some people know Python, some people know, I don't know, other things. Um, Tableau, like I think it was like quick, quick View. Um, like some of the older ones. Like there are a lot of them out there. You don't need to know these things. You generally should be pretty good at like learning and picking up new skills. But I give the advice for new analysts or people like trying to get into analytics field. So focus on casing, similar to PMs and PMMs. <clears throat> because actually even more so for the analytics and data science field, you need to get really good at breaking down problems into digestible chunks. Because not only are you breaking it down, but you also have to execute on it. You really have to have a clear idea of what your end state looks like. You have infinite amount of data and it's so easy to get like lost in data that if you don't have a good structure going in, you're going to fail.
1: That makes sense. So we spent a lot of time talking about analysts or maybe entry-level data scientists. So now that you're a manager, um, besides the hiring part uh, and and the managing part, are there new things you need to do uh, or or different things you need to do? Like, are you just essentially reviewing work or you've got your own research and projects to analyze? Um, So tell us a little bit more about like, that function or or like this this stage of your career?
0: Uh, It's an interesting question. Okay. So my current job is uh, managing a team of data scientists at Meta. And um, a lot of my time is focused on general leadership, product leadership. And honestly, a lot of it is supporting the team. Like when you become a manager, your sole job really, or like the crux of your job is to play a support role. I have to make sure that my team feels productive, feels healthy um, and feels motivated and is focused on the right things. And so a lot of my job is just like generally like steering the ship and making sure that the product is also moving in the right direction from a data perspective. I would say like definitely differs at different points of my management career, you know, when I first, converted over to a manager, like probably 50% of my job was IC work. And then now like more so I'm like, don't do any IC work and probably should not touch SQL Um, (laughs) or analytics right now. Cause I just like can't contribute, right? I like review a lot of things, but I like not writing SQL on a day-to-day basis. I'm not like doing visualization necessarily on a day-to-day basis anymore.
1: When it comes to like a big presentation or research or analysis, what's the culture like, are, you know, the, the, per, the person doing the work, they're usually kind of presenting. Um, but what if, you know, they're not great at that? Like, when, when do you step in to kind of play this role as well, which is, you know, managing senior stakeholders, let's say. Uh,
0: so you're saying like, during the actual presentation, like, would I like, step uh, in?
1: or, or does it doesn't have to be during <laughs> just like, like, just about, you know, about the whole process, like, Are are you, like, is the best method, because I I ask this in even more context, is that some analysts do not like to be, we'll call it like client facing or stakeholder facing, but they may have really good ideas and really good work. Is that actually common? And if so, how do you manage that? Do you just have them like be in a room? They could talk about certain points and you talk about certain, you talk about certain points?
0: It's an interesting question, right? Um, I think it really differs by company. Like I would say like I would handle this differently between Blizzard and Meta. There, there are a lot of people like this. Um, you know, it's just like personal communication preferences and personality really will affect like how you work. And I think it's really as a manager understanding the personalities of the people on your team and caring about them. I've worked with the team long enough to know like individual personalities, I would say like most of them long enough to uh, know their individual personalities um, and to be able to understand like some people may need more support when it comes to verbal presentations while others may not. Um, And so really being personalized in that way helps. We also do like a lot of peer reviews in general across like analytics functions, like you don't want to be unprepared for executive level stakeholders. And so getting a lot of eyeballs and a lot of reviews helps a lot. And so just making sure that that process is in place is uh, really key.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point. This is more of like yeah. a, maybe like a more technical question, because so far we've been just talking about um, like you know, people and skill sets. So one thing I've noticed uh, as I've worked with data science teams and you know data analytics or BI is that Generally speaking, some executives are underappreciate, they they, uh, they don't they underappreciate how hard it is to get the data itself, much less the analysis, right? I, I think sometimes I'll be so happy to just start the analysis because getting the data and clean data and like verifying it seems to be incredibly hard. So can you perhaps talk a little bit about um, you know, typically, or maybe a Meta, you know, where where do the where does the data engineering team sit and, and what is the relationship between data engineering and data science? And do they support any other teams or are they primarily about making sure that, maybe, you know, product team and, and the data science team have the, the right data? That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's a good question. Data
0: engineering is such a critical partner with data science. Um, they're basically like one step upstream. Of data science so they're really the bridge between product and data they're instrumenting pipelines uh, to make ensure that we have the right logging that it's qa'd correctly that it uh, has the right reliability the data engineering function also similar to data science varies so much across the industries like meta data engineers also take care of dashboarding which i don't think is actually very typical of the industry usually they're quite way more focused on upstream technical pipelines and maybe more edge focused as well. I would say that a good engineering team enables far more than just data science. They also enable PM other edge as well because you have the right data that's reliable and accessible. And so we wanna be able to scale self-service and make it so that data science is not a bottleneck. You know, you don't want just data scientists querying and understanding data. You want other people to also understand data, and like we're kind of moving in this direction. Like, I think PMs, PMMs, and all like have at least a basic understanding of SQL and data schemas at most companies. That is definitely becoming more of a um, accepted. Does that answer your question? No, no it,
1: it, de- <laughs> it definitely does. And uh, yeah, I'm asking a lot of these questions because I've encountered it in the past and. And yeah, it's exactly what you said. No, I mean, it's not maybe a satisfying answer to people who are just like, yep, I need, I want the answers. I want the exact, you know, programming languages to learn or skill sets. And, you know, then I could, you know, I know the exact teams that, 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 that does what I totally understand how each company is so unique in their life cycle and maturity of understanding and using data. It's really such a, I mean, you know, one, one key takeaway I've had just in our brief conversation is that it's as much of an art as it is a science, right? Like, because you were saying earlier how asking the right questions is a huge skill set, maybe, you know, just as important as a basics like SQL. And, and I never thought about that way because I was always thinking, okay, data scientists have these core hard skills and then everything else we'll figure out later. But, but kind of what you're getting at is, depending on the company, a lot of the data stuff might already be there. Therefore it's, you know, the hard task is to figure out if we had to ask the questions, what are the right questions to ask? And then if someone else is asking your team, the question, how to frame it properly, instead of just, Hey, I need X, Y, and Z, you know, I think that's, that's really hard to, you know, for teams to just execute on, right. They need to understand like the why behind things. Yeah,
0: you're absolutely right. I think it's, that's the hardest part of our jobs, honestly. Like, I don't think the hard part is executing, like running that query or building that model. Isn't definitely like the easier part. The hard part is like, so what? Like, what are you gonna do with this? And so a lot of times um, data scientists and analysts have to also help navigate and guide stakeholders who don't have as much data background in asking the right questions. You know, typically, we hear a lot of like, um, I use this term that I think I got, I don't remember who I got it from, uh, data monkey. It's kind of like a little bit of like a a, a negative term, obviously. But, But like, it's very common for data science and data analysts to just like fall into this trap of like, a PM asks you this question, like, what number of people are doing X, Y, and Z? And then you're like, okay, I'll pull it. And then I'll give you the number. And then they'll come back and be like, wait, no, I want the people that did this thing, but also did this thing. And so you end up just like taking what they want, executing and giving back. And so this is like very operational transaction, but like a a senior data scientist will then ask, what are you looking for? Like, what do you, what answer, what product decision are you trying to drive? Like, what is the larger question? How can I help you You know better ask your question, better guide your decision-making? especially since you're in the data all the time. So you know what's data is available. You know how to look at the data. This is like a PM or a PMM or whatever, whoever X ex- uh, cross-functional you're working with. They're more worried about this specific decision than they are like, what's the data that's coming from,
1: from you? Really just one more question for me. And then I don't know if you, have, if you have anything else to share about just this general topic, which is, I know that you know in the traditional software engineering realm, there are, you know, like principal engineers or even like distinguished and, and these people are, you know, can, can, can do whatever they want. They're like amazing. Is there a parallel track in, in data science? Um, is there such a thing as like, I, I've I definitely heard really like principal data scientists, but is there anything like above that or do they need to switch to like a management track or, or something afterwards?
0: There's definitely principal data scientists. There's also like architects, there are data architects that are more like principal data engineers as well. A principal data scientist is actually a really interesting job. I think like really the the really advanced companies know how to take advantage of a principal data scientist um, while like I think that, like the more infancy, like the companies that are, that are more in their infancy I think is a little bit harder. The principal data scientists and data analysts are actually more strategic like thought leaders and they're thinking like at the top level of like not even like waiting for people to ask questions. They're like future looking, really looking at the product or the company as a whole and trying to ask like, what are the right key questions we should be worried about and how can we start answering them with data? And they're really creative in like the way that they use data. Maybe it's building new pipelines. Maybe it's looking outside. Maybe it's collaborating with others. Maybe it's doing surveys. Like they're just much more like broad scoped.
1: That's really cool. Great. Well, that wraps up all the questions I had. Um, is there anything else you want to share about data science as a field? Uh, a, a certain types of people you want to encourage to to explore this industry or to join? Um, is there like a shortage of data scientists? Is it like a hot field people should get into? All of the above?
0: Um, yeah, it's a really hot field. At least like from what I can tell. Um, <laughs> it's a really hot field. Um, I think it's just like kind of, booming now, a lot of people are like just starting to talk about data, but there's still a long way to go for us to figure out like how we actually best optimize utilizing data. Um, I would say that like I personally very much enjoy um, the data field
1: and one of the reasons
0: that I have more of a, a business background at my MBA. Uh, like focus more on analytics and product analytics. So I would say like my archetype is more like business and product focus. I would say like one of the most fun things about data analytics is that you, similar to I think like corporate strategy roles or other strategy roles, is like you get to like sit and think and like really like play with the data and like figure out like what are those like really interesting questions and user behaviors and be able to tell the story with that which is like very rare, right? Like PMs, you have to execute, you have to guide the team, you have to do a lot of cross-functional, like, you know, um, leadership. Uh, PMM, very similarly, but like you're more focused on marketing. Like there are very few roles where you're just like sitting and thinking and like trying to guide overall product direction. And um, yeah, you do have some operational things like reporting and stuff like that, but like the really impactful data scientists and analysts really think about like, future-facing product stuff. I honestly, like, love it. I think it's, like,
1: really interesting. I mean, you got me fired up. Maybe maybe (laughs) I should switch career. It just sounds really exciting. Well, well, thanks, Mabel, for your time. Um, This was a really kind of, like, action-packed, full of info episode. So thank you for your time.
0: Yeah, no problem.